I'm going to share with you this morning some thoughts that the Stephen ministers uh, receive about grief. It seems to be that grief is something that all of us experience, uh, probably more times in our lives than we want to admit. Sometimes we acknowledge it as grief, and sometimes we just ignore it and hope it'll go away. And sometimes Christians have um, misconception about grief, that maybe Christians shouldn't be people who grieve, because after all, we do believe in the resurrection, we do believe in an eternal placement with God when we pass from this earth, so why is it that Christians, it's a, why is it okay for Christians to grieve? Well, I'm going to use a reference from the 11th chapter of John for you. Do you remember what's in the 11th chapter of John? There's a story about a guy named Lazarus. Remember that one? Well, in that chapter, Jesus reveals to us how important it is to grieve. You'll recall that Jesus not only expressed grief himself, but he took some time with Mary and Martha to help them work through their grief when their brother Lazarus has died. If you think about that story, you remember that when Lazarus was ill, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus and said, hurry up and get here because our brother's very ill and he's going to die. And what did Jesus do? Did he drop everything and rush right there? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He had another plan. He waited. And as I read that in the, in the 11th chapter of John, I think he intentionally waited. He did not go immediately because he had something else he needed to do to demonstrate, something he needed to demonstrate with that experience that Mary and Martha and Lazarus was having. So he waited. Four days Lazarus had been dead and was in the tomb before Jesus finally showed up. And what was Jesus' response? He wept. When Jesus got there and he looked at the faces of Mary and Martha and the stress that they were under and all the people that had gathered to grieve with them, he wept. A public display of grief shared with friends right there on the spot. And Jesus knew what he was going to do. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus. But he wept. He wept out of his own sorrow. I mean, um, in Luke, Luke, it tells us what a good friend Lazarus and Jesus, what good friendship they had, what a nice relationship they had. Jesus was indeed feeling sorrow, and he responded to that, and he wept. What did Mary and Martha do? They were ticked off. They were really upset that Jesus had messed around and didn't get there until Lazarus was dead. Was it a lack of faith on their part? Nobody knew about resurrections, you know? But Jesus said to them, tell me about your angry. Tell them about your anger. Let me talk with you about that. And he reasoned with them, empathized with them. Then he raised Lazarus. And he demonstrated for them 
the story he had come to tell, which was, I am here for you. Life is here for you. I'm going to make that possible for you to continue to have that relationship with me. A gift of rain. In Isaiah chapter 53, verse 3, there's a poem about a suffering servant that refers to Jesus, where Jesus is described as a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. As Christians, we can do no better than to model the behavior of Jesus, to express our grief, to encourage those who are hurting to express their grief, and to allow them an opportunity to heal and rebuild. So grief expression is very appropriate for us as Christians. And the first thing that Stephen ministers have to do is to deal with their own losses. Because if we have grief that we've pushed down and ignored, and we start working with someone who's experiencing grief and going through that process of healing, what's going to happen to our feelings? Up they're going to come, and they're going to get in the way. So one of the practices that Stephen ministers in training go through is they sit down one evening with each other, and they start telling each other stories about grief experiences in their life. They go back and kind of trace back in their own minds those significant experiences that they've had. And then they get to talk about how did healing come for them? How did that happen? Who did they talk to about it? How did they relate? How did they work themselves back into a position of wholeness as they processed through their grief? We learn the importance of looking at grief not from the experience we've had, but the experience that our care receiver is having. So Stephen ministers have to shift their frame of reference from self to other. We told you this was a selfless ministry. It is. So that's what Stephen ministers practice doing in their training, is getting their minds turned around to the point where they, instead of saying, I know how you feel, don't do that. Because you don't know how the other person feels. You can't know how the other person feels unless they tell you. So you use reflective listening to get that message out of the person. You don't know what's happened in their life that's caused the grief because there are a lot of ways to grieve other than the loss of a loved one. There are a lot of things that happen in our lives that cause us to need to have a compassionate listener. So listening becomes, this is just an illustration of why listening becomes so important as a, for a Stephen minister. The Stephen minister listens compassionately as you draw out the feelings of the other person. Now, what feelings go along with grief? Could be sadness. Could be anger. Oh, yes. What goes with that? Fear. Okay, that has happened to me. Now what's going to happen next? Or that loved one is gone. Now what am I going to do? Others? Loneliness. Something's missing out of your life. Something's gone. You may have to deal with that. Um, As those feelings come up, they need to get spoken. They need to be drawn out of the care receiver. That's the role of the Stephen minister, is to help those become real. Not something that's been suppressed, but something that's real and something that you're able to express. Stephen ministry is a one-on-one relationship for that reason. 
nobody's going to hear what you have to say except your Stephen minister at that point in time. So what has to be present in order for you to be honest with what you feel? Trust. Trust is the foundation of the relationship in Stephen ministry. And the trust can be held because you know it's a confidential relationship. You know nobody's going to run and spread the word about, do you know they're really scared about so-and-so? Mm-mm, that isn't going to happen. So as your trust develops, you're able to dig, drill down and talk about some of those feelings that are a little bit deeper. Now, the Stephen minister's going to come for about an hour every week, week after week, for as long as it takes. That's one of the secrets of being able to talk to your Stephen minister is you don't have to say everything on any given day because you know they're going to come back. And what Stephen ministers do is they show up and they continue showing up as long as the care receiver needs that relationship to continue. They're going to pray together and you're going to be aware that somebody's praying for you all the time. Now there's a backup plan for the Stephen minister, because the Stephen ministers have the other Stephen ministers and you praying for them while they're doing what they're doing, right? So the prayers are not few. The prayers are many. What can cause grief for people? Well, more than just the loss of a loved one. Have you ever had a plan to meet with a friend of yours Maybe you're going to have dinner. Maybe you're going to go to a movie. Maybe you're just going to share an afternoon at the park. And they didn't show up. Has that happened to you? What's your first thought? They'll be here in a minute. She'll show up after a while. She runs a little late. And so you wait. And then you wait a little bit longer. What's the next thought? Something came up. Maybe somebody's more important than I am. And they went to do something else. Maybe they, maybe I'm not as important as I thought and they forgot. Oh, my gosh, maybe they've been in an accident. So you start to develop all these possibilities. And then they still don't show up. And then you just get mad. Because you don't know why they didn't show up. So you're missing something. And it may be just a little thing, but you grieve that. And then something happens later in the day. Something else happens to you, a little thing, and you grieve that. And then something happens two days later, and you grieve that. Next thing you know, you've got this little pile of grief that hasn't been dealt with, and then something really insignificant happens, and you dump all of your anger and your frustration and your fear on that person because you didn't bother to deal with the griefs that you had one by one. So grief is not just big things. Grief can sometimes be a little thing. And you grieve it, but it doesn't take as long to get over it. And it's not as serious a grief if you deal with that one one at a time. But if they pile up, it can be just as significant as the loss of a loved one if it's not dealt with. So the point is that your Stephen ministers are going to be trained to deal with little griefs as well as big griefs, and to help you get those out and deal with them in a consistent and healthy manner. What happens if you don't deal with grief? I've got a nurse or two in this room. I know who could answer this. 
Depression is probably the biggie, the big D word. It's, an, it's a negative result if you don't deal with grief as it comes along. So the encouragement to deal with grief is good. Now, what are the things that can cause grief? So I'm just going to run down a list. You be thinking about the things that you know that could cause grief for you. Divorce, breaking of any relationship, losing a job, retirement, a physical illness of yourself, a physical illness for somebody else, loss of a limb, loss of mobility, hospitalization, mental illness, the loss of a pet. And for some of us, that's a significant loss. Moving, losing friends or losing familiar places, familiar um, events and and, uh, situations around you. Finding out that your hero has clay feet. Somebody you really trusted and believed in is not as solid as you thought they were. Losing a treasured object or changing a family situation. Anything from having a baby to um, empty nest syndrome that can come with the loss of the last child going off to college. The important thing is that grief happens to all of us all the time. And processing that grief with the Stephen minister is one of their significant roles. Well, what are the principles that Stephen ministers learn in caring for people who are grieving? First of all, grieving is a feeling. So there are many different feelings, as we were articulating a while ago, many different feelings that go with grief. And there are four recognizable ways to work through your feelings. First of those is you have to recognize what the feeling is. Have you had those periods in your life when you were behaving strangely, even you noticed that, but you weren't sure why you were behaving that way? And it might be that you had anger that you had not dealt with. I've run into several adults in my life who were displaying feelings of anger that When we got down to the bottom of it, the anger was caused by something that happened years ago. But it hadn't been dealt with. It hadn't become a reality to them. So they continued to behave out of that mode without really understanding what it was. So Stephen ministers help people to recognize what their feelings really are. The next step is to accept that you have those feelings. And then the biggie is learning to express them. Getting those feelings out where you can talk about them. And that happens when you have that trust, trust relationship with another individual with whom you can share them. Grief is a time in your life when it becomes a crisis and it throws your body out of equilibrium. So it's important to get that relationship back into equi- equilibrium. And we do that through prayer and through being honest with the feelings that we have. And that's where the Stephen minister learns to help you cope with those. There are probably three stages of grief, depending on which writer you read. It could be up to five or seven stages of grief, but I'm going to take it down to three for our conversation this morning. First is the shock. The next is the recoil phase, where you figure out how to respond to that shock. And then the third stage is working your way through it and moving on to recovery. So what does a Stephen minister do during the shock phase of grief? That's that grief you have when you can't believe what has really happened. You're in denial about what really happened. The Stephen minister is just present. 
We call that the power of presence, where you don't really need to say anything. You just need to show up and be there. The thing that we try to avoid as Stephen ministers is using platitudes where you show up and you say, well, God doesn't give you any more than you can bear. Or I know exactly how you feel. Or time will heal it. Don't worry about it. Those platitudes, often given with all sincerity, may be perceived by your care receiver as totally insincere. It's far better to show up and say nothing but just be there than it is to try to wash it away in a hurried fashion. The second step is the recoil stage where you're trying to get your feet back on the ground. What the Stephen minister does in that case is to help you work through your feelings, through the denial, through the anger, through the guilt, whatever the feelings are. And as humans, it's interesting that what we really need to do sometimes is just to hear what's going on in our own head. And you can do that more easily when you talk it out, when you hear yourself say it. So Stephen ministers are trained to listen and to encourage feelings to come out. Stephen ministers can also mobilize support during times of recoil and recovery from grief. When you as a fellowship community are asked to help in some way to support persons who are grieving, maybe it's to take compassionate meals. Maybe it's to help provide transportation to the person who's left when the significant driver in the family is the one who has passed. So it's easier to deal with if you can get it out and verbalize it. And that's what Stephen ministers do. They use distinctively Christian resources, those resources of prayer, of compassionate listening, of blessings, and of encouragement. During the recovery stage, it's a time where you're going to need somebody to be there to pray with you and keep you encouraged and ease you back into the life pattern that you have set out for yourself. In summary, I hope that talking about grief in this way has given you a little more insight into the training that Stephen ministers have and that you will trust your Stephen ministers as they serve you in this ministry and as this ministry helps reach out to neighbors in your community who are also in need of help, that you'll support them with prayer as you promised to in your, in your commitments just a moment ago, that you'll pray for them as they serve, and that you will allow the Stephen ministers to minister to you when you are the one in need. Just as you have agreed to pray for the Stephen ministers in New, New, New Covenant Fellowship, I want you to be aware that there are five other churches in Stillwater that have Stephen ministry programs Um, I think the Methodist Church was the very first church that started Stephen Ministry in Stillwater, and the Catholic Church was right behind them in starting those first two programs. These Stephen Ministers are praying for the Stephen Ministers that serve their faith communities, and they're praying for all the Stephen Ministers in Stillwater. So it's not only you who are praying for your Stephen Ministers, but many of the rest of us are joining in prayer as well. It is a service 
that we as Christians offer to the Stillwater community in every faith and confidence that God is going to bless it. And I have every confidence as I speak with you today, knowing that God's going to bless the work of these people who have stepped up as servants to the community here, to your fellowship. So I pray that God will bless you as I give thanks for you and your work in the community and for these new commissioned Stephen ministers in your midst. Amen. Two main reasons why we wanted to have the commissioning service today, and I appreciate you guys joining with us. Uh, one was to, again, make you aware of this, this important ministry, and so you could celebrate with us uh, what God is doing and going to be doing through this am- amazing ministry. And two, I know this, you know, talking about grief isn't the most exciting thing, you know. Um, however, some of you may be going through grief. And for whatever reason, as Christians, we can be made to feel or we can just feel that I'm not supposed to be grieving because that's not faith. But we want you to know that grieving is part of the process that God designed to deal with the stuff that we go through, the hardships and everything. And so we want you to know, become more aware of this ministry so that if you are in a situation, it could have been something that happened a long time ago, but you never really dealt with it, and you find yourself still dealing with a lot of the emotions and and a lot of the stuff that that goes with that. And so we want you to know that this amazing ministry is available. Now it's available in our church. Um, And so we want you to take advantage of it, take opportunity to to get connected with a Stephen minister so that you can move forward. And so if you you have need, if you realize, you know what, I, I believe I need a Stephen minister. Uh, I would strongly recommend you talk to Stephen, Stephen Burke. And we have four new uh, Stephen ministers uh, here, four new ones, include, you know, plus Stephen. But we also have 160-something others in Stillwater. So if we're not able to meet the need, you guys overrun us, then we have others who are ready to, to help you as well. All right? And so please don't ignore that. If you feel like the Lord is really speaking to you and encouraging you, I do need to take opportunity or take advantage of this ministry. I strongly want to recommend that. That's why this ministry is now available at New Covenant Fellowship, because we have another opportunity to care for you. All right. And also, later on, you'll be hearing more about how you can become a Stephen minister. Some of you are getting excited and thinking, this is what I've been looking for, this kind of ministry to be a part of. And Stephen will be talking more about that. And if you have any questions actually today, feel free to approach him and say, hey, what do I need to do to, to get involved with this? Uh, So we want to make that opportunity available as well. So let's all stand up together. Uh, Service is a little bit, just a slight bit shorter than normal. Um, Not everybody's as long-winded as I am. (laughs) That's okay. Next week I will continue the series on Inception. And so I uh, highly recommend you be there. Uh, And also, uh, because it's spring break... That's why a lot of you know, people are gone for spring break. But there will be no covenant groups tonight and tomorrow or this week. And so, um, so, so you have the night off, have the week off, and, and that good stuff. So let's pray together. Also, I do want to invite the ministry teams to come up, um, if we have any who are not on spring break, if you guys would come up.
because I want to give you opportunity again to receive what the Lord has for you. If you, if you have need of physical healing in your body, I would encourage you to, to come and let the, the ministry team minister to you. All right? And so as I close in prayer, then feel free to come on up. Yeah, come on up, ladies. Father, we are so grateful to you because you made life possible for us, eternal life, freedom, joy, deliverance, healing. Thank you, Jesus, because of what you did on that cross and because of the resurrection. This has been made available to us. And Father, we thank you for the Stephen ministry that is alive and well and strong here in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I thank you for the kingdom mindset of the churches that are participating and the, and the people who are participating in this joint ministry to serve our community well. And I just speak your blessing on the Stephen ministers, on the Stephen leaders, on in that, in that whole ministry. And Father, I just speak your blessing on everyone here, every family represented. I just thank you that we are going to realize more and more how much you love us and you care for us. And I just pray that they go in the blessing of the Holy Spirit as we go our separate ways today. We thank you and we honor you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.